Hello, folks. How are you? Welcome back to episode 135 of FLA Exposure. Super excited to be joined by Jake Lee Peacock today, a uh, really talented athlete out of Calgary, Alberta. So uh, before we get into that, let's thank a quick thank to our sponsors, of course, Maritime Madness. Check them out online, maritimemadness.com. Use the code FLA10, hot sauce, rubs, all that kind of shit that burns your mouth. Uh, some of it's good, some of it's delicious, some of it's really hot. I'll leave you with I guess you can try it out and, uh, yeah, order away. Anyway, let's get right into it here, folks. Uh, again, like I said, uh, Jake Lee Peacock uh, out here in Calgary, Alberta. He's a Muay Thai specialist. He owns uh, Dunamis Martial Arts. If I butchered that name, I'm really, really sorry. Dunamis. Uh, um, fuck, I'll just leave it to him. Um, but basically, it's uh, when you come to elite striking, uh, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Uh, also, he fights under the Lion Fight Banner in, in Nevada, Las Vegas. He's 2-0 soon to be 3-0, and uh, fighting uh, next February, I believe, February 12th. So let's bring him on. He can fill us in with all the details, and uh, really excited for this one. Folks, Jake Lee Peacock, how are you, sir? Great. How are you? Awesome, man. Thank you very much for uh, joining us, and thanks for your patience with uh, the, the delay there, man. How you been? I've been good, yeah. I've been good. Keeping well, as well as we can be during these times, getting mm -hmm. shut down and reopened and shut down again. So things are good, though. You're, you guys have been through this a couple times now out there. Oh, like, a couple times, yeah. And our cases are pretty high right now, so um, they shut us down again. But yeah, a little silent training. Roll with, roll with the punches. Yeah, that is that's the true. I guess I don't know too. Do you have little silent training you kind of do, like uh, a couple of people you can kind of get together with at least? Uh, right now, it's individual training, unfortunately. Wow. Um, for the most part, hopefully that changes in the next, you know couple weeks yeah we'll see yeah. around christmas time is supposed to change but who knows yeah that's it we're in lockdown out here in, in the east coast of nova scotia too where all the gyms are shut down so right. it is you know hopefully it this vaccine works and we can get back to it man but has that impacted your training obviously it, you know you're fighting uh, in february but the yeah, camp i do a lot of uh, bag work anyway things like that lots of shadow boxing um so it's affected it in some ways but other ways it's not too bad so just yeah. keep, keep on ticking over and keep it consistent. That's all you can do. Keep the the cardio and the conditioning up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So you you started obviously in combat sports and like everybody knows in karate. Right. Um, you know, um, so explain if you don't mind how you got into martial arts, uh and, and kind of why, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. My mom put me in martial arts when I was seven, uh, just for his, uh, an extracurricular activity, um, something to do outside of school. And then I started really taking to it, really enjoying it. And by the age of 10, 11, I started competing in international national tournaments. Um, this was in sport karate. From there, I grew up, I wanted a little bit more, something a bit more contact because sport karate was very much touch contact in and out. They stopped the, the, the fight. As soon as there's a point, you reset. Mm -hmm. I wanted something a little more. And I found Kyokushin karate, which is a full contact karate. I mean, I think, I think that that's where I got a lot of my strength and toughness from and, and mentality from was Kyokushin Karate. I did that for many years, uh, traveled around the world and competed in that actually, uh, the most I traveled uh, at that point. Uh, and I even went to Japan, Tokyo, Japan for the world championships. Yep. Yep. Um, I lost to the Japanese guy who ended up uh, being champ of the division. Um, that was when I was like 17, 18. Um, and then I wanted something a little bit more <laughs> and then got into Muay Thai and all throughout my career, even in my karate days, I used to do some boxing training here and there. Um, 
so then I put it together with my kickboxing, my Muay Thai, and now uh, I'm a professional 4-0 uh, fighting for Lion Fight Muay Thai. It's uh, pretty impressive, super impressive, actually, when you can continue on as a, like from a child up until now and continue on, love it, grow, you know, because yeah. sometimes you see people get sick of it and kind of go the other way. Uh, it must have been like 20, and I took a, a, a good, like, I don't even know, maybe a year and a half off. Um, but that was for reasons like of my faith. I'm a Christian and I felt like it was taking too much of my identity. Um, and I needed to give my identity, find my identity back to God, you know, mm -hmm. back in God. So I took a, a big break from martial arts and, uh, and then got back into it, uh, refocused and, uh, here I am today. Very smart in education as well, you know, not just through God, but university too. Um, that's something that's super important to you, obviously, to have in your back pocket. Do you think that's important for a lot of athletes to have something like that outside? You I, know, think whether... I mean, it's a tough balance because you need to, as a professional athlete, you need to sacrifice a lot. And I mean, with fighting, like, you, you do have to sacrifice. And so it's whether you, you give it your everything and don't have any backup or if you yeah. can manage to give it, you know, a good shot, but still get some kind of, you know, uh, some kind of form of education so that if you did get injured, you know what I mean? And you didn't have the opportunity to run a gym or do private training or whatever it is, you know, you have something to fall back on. Um, I think yeah. that is important to some degree for sure. Yeah. But it's like you said, it'd be, it's kind of one of those tough things as a full-time high level athlete. You're like, Oh, I got to give it my all. I can't, I can't be working, you know? And that's where I will say like the UFC performance Institute, things like that definitely, you know, come in handy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, you, how bad did I butcher your, your name? Dunamis. Dunamis. That's pronounce it. Dunamis. I say Dunamis. Dunamis. Okay. That sounds better. Dunamis? Yeah. yeah Sounds super, more like warrior. Uh, yeah. It's uh, from the Bible used to describe God's power. It's, uh, it's like it means dynamite, strength, power, and ability. I don't know if you saw my last post, but that's, I what, did. that's what it means. Yeah, it's it's great. And obviously, like family support. I know you mentioned your wife a lot, which I think is very cool. Um, to me, um, my girlfriend is super important to me and, and what she does behind, like just with the, the promotion and random things of support. And, and uh, I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I have a great wife and great support system through my wife and through my family and gym. So I have a big gym now. We Over the last three years, we've grown uh, quite a lot. And everyone there is a great support system too. Yeah, I see you post a lot about that, like about like the whole family and, you know, being being a professional athlete. I think that's a lot of it, too. You know, like sometimes professional athletes, you know, there's some who talk trash and whatever. Everybody has a different character to play. But I think as a professional athlete, especially when you're teaching people in in, in martial arts, I think there's a certain respect that should be upheld. That's just me. I maybe I'm kind of old school, but I, I agree. I agree with you. There's a lot of people that look up to you, you know, mm -hmm. where if you're a professional athlete in any sport, people will look up to you. Um, and so there's always eyes watching you. So you have to maintain some kind of integrity and good yeah. character. I'm not a fan of the, I mean, sometimes I find the trash talk funny because a lot <laughs> of the time, a lot of the time, like I, I know like you see like McGregor, I don't really think he's that 
I don't really think he's that kind of guy. I think he puts it on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so too. I think he might be a decent guy, but he puts it on, right? And it sells. I don't necessarily agree with that. You won't see me doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but it does it does make it entertaining sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's it, but the thing is with him is he does it. It's the whole the whole bravado of him is just like it works really well. And then other guys try to copy him. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's it's so you bad. You gotta do your own thing. You can't yeah. Copy. Yeah, exactly. And everywhere, everyone looks at the, you know, Muhammad Ali. That's where it all stems from, and they all look to, to him. And yeah, you can't do it as good as him anyway. No one. Can. No, well, that's it, right? And what do you think of the whole boxing? You know, everybody's. I shouldn't say everybody's complaining. Anybody who's not a boxing or MMA fan, uh, watched and they're like, "Oh, what do you think of Tyson?" And I'm like, "I think it's fantastic. How can you like that?" Yeah, so I, I thought it was great. I mean, both guys showed up. You can see their styles. They still have it. Mm -hmm. in them right um and i mean they were the, just the, the top level the best of the best and to see them at like what are they now 56 somewhere around? yeah yeah up in their 50s 56 and 53 i think yeah right and coming out and, and still being able to move around and um, it's great and yeah, it's obviously it, not going to be a phenomenal fight but you can see good good skill in there just a little bit slower <laughs> maybe and you know, timing's a little bit off here and there, but I mean, still fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch, and I like the respect afterwards. And Tyson, are you? Good? He's like, I'm all right. I'm good with the draw. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you know, so I think they'll probably do it again. Yeah. You never know. Um, you now, obviously, yourself. Uh, have you done boxing? Uh, I haven't competed in boxing, but we do a lot of boxing at the gym. And like I said, growing up, I I trained uh, boxing a lot. Yeah. Um, but never, I've never had a boxing fight. Someone would be lucky just to box you. <laughs> Keep the kicks out of it. <laughs> so what's uh, what's going on with the like uh, your whole experience in lion fights now? What uh, obviously it's the premier promotion. What's it like now uh, being a lion fight uh, athlete? Yeah, it was great when I um, I got the call saying I think lion fight would be interested in you, and then sure enough, like I mean a week later I had a contract and. It was great to be signed with Lion Fight. They, they've been a pioneer in, in the West for Muay Thai for quite a while now. Um, they've had some huge names on there and some great fights, classic fights. Um, so it was a it was a privilege to be signed to them and uh, now to be doing well under their banner. It's been fantastic. My last fight was in Ireland. Um, yeah. It was great. I got to swing by the UK uh, the week leading up <clears throat> just to climatize and, and get some training in there and I got to see family and friends I haven't seen for a long time. Awesome. And, uh, then flew over to Ireland, took the win, and escaped COVID-free as well. <laughs> That's right. That was right before COVID kind of hit hard here that too, was right? Before. The day I left, I think we got back, and I think Ireland shut down the day after that. And then London, <sighs> London locked down, and then Canada followed soon after. That's scary, you know. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't know anybody that did get trapped, like kind of they couldn't get back for a while. But it'd be a terrible situation for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah as, as a whole, line fight's been great. Um, they've been very good to me. Uh, a bunch of nice people that run the show, and Scott Kent, Scott Zer, they're both great guys. They have Nathan Carnage now doing the commentating. Um, and he's been great. Uh, hung out with him a few times now, and nice some sort of a relationship with him now which is great very nice guy very motivational too so kind of look up to him as a bit of a mentor in in the fight game and he's got a great mentality for fighting so um, that's how important is that oh huge yeah 
huge. Mentality is everything. Mm -hmm. Do you work a lot on that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you have daily battles throughout camp. I wouldn't say like I sit down and like, you know, meditate or anything. I don't yeah. do that. But like you go through camp and, you know, training gets tough and you need to grit down and, and I'll, I'll, I'll be the last person ever in the room to give up. You know what I mean? So that's mm -hmm. kind of working on my mentality there. Nothing special you do. You're just like this, just the time. There's a level, there's levels, eh? And it's just time, time to level up. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That's funny. Like I'm a jujitsu guy, so I, you know, for me, when I, I can tell, like, I'm always aware of, you know, when you're rolling with something, and the levels to it, and it's amazing to feel that when a when a high level guy just turns it on, and it just there's no answer for it for me, right? And it's just super fun, you know. And I'm sure it'd be like that with guys like you who get to train with you. Have you got to train with Jesse Arnett at all? Yeah, yeah, I used to train Jesse. Uh, oh. I used to train him for many years. We went, I think, twelve and zero together um, in the peak of his career. Um, we took out some great competitions. So we went twelve wins and zero losses, uh, and then right at the end of the career, he took a loss. And then uh, he, right now, he he hops around at a few different gyms. Uh, I haven't seen him in a little bit since COVID and all of that. Yeah. But sometimes he comes over for some sparring and stuff. Um, nice. But uh, he's. Uh, yeah, he's staying busy. He just got a win over – where was he? He was in the States. He Miami. was in the States, yeah. He fought for us in, in February, and then he went down and he – I don't know who the guy uh, – Pedro Souza was that's his the, name. But, yeah, the, so you you competed once in MMA. You never, you'll never go back. No, I start, no, you're no, like, no. At the time, I was training several MMA guys. This was before I had the gym. I was training several MMA guys. And I just had the urge to compete again. I hadn't competed in a while. I just got I just got the urge. So I decided <laughs> to take an MMA fight. Um and it didn't go it didn't go in my favor. Yeah. It is what it is. But yeah. stri striking's my thing and you know, that's what I'll stick to. So yeah it's well that's it man like that, that you know you could say it's a decision loss but to me i don't know it was a, it was a fun fight that's the beauty of you man like you're super exciting in any format like your action and is that like is that kind of you i guess uh i look at like that as like you're an an, an attacker you know and, and do you is that kind of like rolls over to your daily life i assume like you just get shit done yeah i guess again it just comes down to mentality like nathan nathan's mentality uh, Nathan Corbett, who we were just talking about. Yeah. I mean, when he'd fight, he he's he told me like, you know, there's no way he he would go in with the mindset. There's no way he's losing. There's no way he's losing his belt. And there's no judges. It's kill or be killed. He's finishing the fight. That's why Nathan was so exciting to watch, right? Um, I I have the same uh, mentality. Mm. I don't I don't go in to score points. I like to have fun. I like to be technical, you know. Um, but I'm not. I'm not looking at scorecards. You know, I, I want to go in and finish. The fans love finishes. Yeah. Promotion loves finishes. Any promotion assigned to would love a finish. No question. And uh, uh, it makes it exciting. Um, and it makes you, you know, it makes you stand out. So I'm I'm not here to, you know, play around. If I'm mm -hmm. fighting someone, I'm, I'm going in and I'm, I'm fighting you and I'll put on a show and I'll bring a fight. Nice. What What's your feelings on Muay Thai and... How come it's not as popular over here yet? Because to me, it's the most exciting sport out of any combat sports. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, mate. Like, I know Lion Fight does a good job because they had a big uh, US, uh, you know, TV deal with CBS. So they cut out the Y crew and, and stuff like that. 
um, I think for time reasons being on TV and, and people just don't understand it in the yeah. West. Right? Um, so they cut that out and I think it made it more exciting for, for people watching, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure, mate. Like, uh, you know, it's growing in, it's growing in the U S it's big in England. Um, it's growing in, in, uh, in Canada right now. So I, I think it just, they, they just need to bring more shows to Canada. Um, but there has been some on the West Coast, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been a couple now. Uh, Kieran Kettle brought Muay Thai World Cup to to Alberta, to Calgary specifically. Um, and hopefully that keeps going and he'll yeah. be bringing some big shows in. But that'll be good for the, the Canadian scene for sure. Yeah. It's, that's it. Like it needs to, there's none out here whatsoever. No, right. Um, there's, that's, there's... that's what it is. It's just lack of opportunity, I think, right now. You know, you think about it, there's zero shows around yeah. uh, other than the ones I've just mentioned. But, you know, how's anyone supposed to get used to Muay Thai and, and see high-level Muay Thai if they're not doing shows? So just they, we need to build it up, really. It's just taking a long time because I know, like, commissions and that are funny. Like, yeah. you know, to run a professional show in, in Calgary here, the commission expects, like, just bundles of money to, mm -hmm. to run a pro show. And it's like, you know, we're not these shows aren't making money as it is. Like, they're not making a lot of money. They have no. to pay the fighters. They have to pay for uh, flights to get the fighters in. They have to pay for this, that, and the other. By the time they've paid everything, you know, it doesn't matter how many tickets they sell, really. Like, mm -hmm. that's like missions pay. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Out here, it's great. Like, we, I think we're, I, I won't get into our numbers exactly, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's over $10,000 you pay for a pro yeah. show, you know, so it's expensive. To, and and it's I can only imagine Calgary. It's probably four times that. It's, it's yeah. Still, I think Canada. Still, oh, I, don't, I don't know why they do that in Canada, but you know, you look at the U.S. and they got shows left, right, and center. Yeah. You know, and and it, it will grow the sport. It's grown mm -hmm. MMA. It's grown Muay Thai. It's grown kickboxing. And in, in mm -hmm. the U.S. It's a bureaucracy. Look at Ireland. Like I don't. You don't even have. You don't have to do medicals or anything. You know. You See? don't. You have to get anything checked. Like I mean, I I remember I fought in the states kickboxing, and uh, in New York, and like I mean, it was like no Heavy. paperwork. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just go in and you just hmm. fight. Even in New York. Yeah, maybe Jeez. that was hey, that might have been the promotion. I <laughs> well, no, but still, right? Like it, some are different. Like I know there's MMA promotions that like recently they've been doing fights in the woods, like in a cage outside. Yeah. You know, gi giving people up. Get it done. That's I mean, it, man. Europe, why why they have the best kickboxers in Europe, in the Netherlands? Well, they just put on fight shows. I don't think there's you know, you know, a bunch of money going into. They just put on shows. They're not you know they're not fussing. Meet up, meet up in the park and let's film it. Yeah. You know, there's this there's this thing on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like it's over in the UK somewhere, and it's these guys and they meet up in this warehouse and they fight. And it is fucking badass, man. Like, it's I don't know where it's in this factory with all these big windows, and it's just all black and white, and it's just it's pretty intense. And it's guys who are pretty well trained. Like, they've obviously a lot of them come from a martial arts background, but it's 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 like it's like uh, what do you call that scrap scrap on YouTube? Did you ever see that scrap? It's like fucking backyard fights or something. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible, man. Millions of views too. 
you know, it blows me away. Yeah, it's hard to believe, right? Um, but young athletes, what, what do you say to young athletes? You know, obviously, you work with a ton of different athletes, ton of different skill sets, in a ton of different ages. Um, you know, uh, athletes who are now like coming into their own as a pro or just kind of turning the corner into a pro athlete and then kind of run into COVID. How are you guiding them through this? Yeah, I have a few great uh, amateurs right now that, you know, will turn pro soon. Um, and uh, it's just consistency that mm -hmm. things happen, things happen. Um, you know, even you know, f fights people pull out fights or get injured or whatever, it happens all the time. I mean, COVID has been an extended amount of time without uh competition, but I tell the guys to stay ready, they stay ready, they're being very proactive, and I'm being proactive looking for fights for them. Mm -hmm. you know, I message you, I didn't know if you yeah. had shows. Or, yeah, we message you know promotions in the states, and we're hoping to hear something back. Um, so really, it's just this is a great time where they can develop mm. exponentially, skill-wise. Um, and we have a great group of athletes at the gym, uh, professional and amateur athletes. So the level of of competition that we get on on our sparring days is is tough. They're tough rounds. There's never never an easy sparring uh, round at our gym. Um, so. You know, you could almost say that we, you know, we've we've had a few fights over this COVID. Like nice. we we treat certain sparring days, we treat as a, you know, pretty much fight days. A little little change in some rules, um, but I mean, it's we go at it. So they they're staying consistent with their skill development. They got time to build skill, um, but they're also not going to be a ring rust or cage rust. Mm. Or, anything like that because we've we've had high level sparring and competition at the gym so. done the work staying ready you know and I'm, I'm interested to see how how many people it does affect you know i spoke to other like uh crew jeff harrison and he he said kind of say said the same thing it's like right now it's gonna like who's gonna the weakest will not survive this in the strongest will and i'm interested to see what fighters are going to come out of this yeah, and, and that's exactly it and it's just holding on to that bit of light at the end of the tunnel you know there's a lot of people that just don't have the mentality to to get into the gym and train if they don't have a fight coming up and that's mm -hmm. just, if you fight like that you know go find another job go find yeah. something else to do you've got to be consistent um and you've got to be at it you know so if you stay consistent as soon as this this whole thing lifts then there's going to be guys that are ready and guys that aren't and we're ready to say i i've told every promotion give us Give us two weeks notice, two weeks notice from now, like, you know, whenever two weeks, uh, notice, my guys, amateur guys as well. Like these guys are amateurs. Um, and, and some of them are on the verge of going pro for sure, but we're talking about amateurs. We're not even talking about professionals necessarily. Nice. I expect something else from professionals, even higher level, but my amateurs, you know, they, they act like professionals. Is he, is he Atma and Albara Atma, uh, both brothers, MMA guys, um, they're on the verge of something big, and then Vilak, he's uh, he's a kickboxer, Muay Thai fighter, and he's amateur too, but looking to go pro soon. Nice man, awesome. That see, to me as our promotion, like you know, my business partner, we spoke about this, and if, for us, we we can bang out six amateur shows before June 2020, if if we got approval, you know, yeah. like, and yeah. then that's right now that might be the way to do it for us to kind of keep going the way we need to go yeah. before we get into doing big pro fights again and just yeah. do amateur fights and like the commission costs are half 
and your pro salaries aren't there and then build up the amateur fighters and leave the pro fights to like unified and, and bfl and those guys out there yeah and like i said my guys i mean i've spoken to my guys and we're all willing to pay the airfare as well mm -hmm. like to place the you know we've contact place in the states we're willing to pay for travel if you ever have a card you know mm -hmm. these guys are willing to pay for travel yeah we just want to sign them up yeah there's there's a lot of guys and girls like that and that's it's interesting you hear the ufc right now say they're gonna release 60 people and i'm just like like who like it's weird how quick the dynamic in this sport like all these sports changes that you're hot one day the next day you're not and yeah it's the weirdest thing to me man like you, you've spent a lot of time down at uh, american top team around other high level guys did that impact your coaching to the way you now obviously work with your athletes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's part of the reason. Whenever I travel, um, like just for vacation, I make a point of visiting uh, certain gyms and certain coaches to see how they run things. Mm -hmm. um, whether I'm in Arizona, you know, I've been down to Sitan Gym. Uh, I've been down to MMA Lab. Uh, I went down to another always learning in gym yeah there and then obviously american top team near miami you you know I, I look up to these coaches and their their teams and they've got proven results you know they have uh countless mma fighters yeah. in the ufc or bellator or you know one championship kickboxers whatever um and to look at how they run their team practices you know their professional fighter squad the the difference in mentality like uh, it's just different. It's different. And uh, it's different at a high-level gym to, you know, a regular gym. Uh, It'd be interesting to see that, you know, like for, like, obviously you're a professional athlete, so it's, but for a, like a regular person, a regular Joe to kind of, like a regular combat sports guy to go in and, and see that, how a high-level facility runs, to me that's super interesting. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily just performance. It's attitude, it's mentality. It's yeah. like it's discipline it's like it's everything it goes beyond obviously the work rates on a different level but being a professional under certain these certain high level gyms you know it's about you know consistency and showing up and being being reliable you know things like that that's mm -hmm. how these gyms uh gyms make it make it big and these yeah. end up on big shows that's the difference eh? between it's funny like a high level athlete man like they're not when they're showing up in the morning they're showing up to work you know it's it's not like the regular jujitsu class or whatever where you're kind of shooting the shit and talking or whatever you know it's like right. people people are there to work yeah. and get out of the way if you don't want to yeah yeah, yeah. Accountability, accountability is a big one too being accountable to your team like there's different gyms some gyms like they don't function as a team but they still have high level athletes but it's because they have a lot of money too mm. but like there's other gyms i say like one gym uh, MMA lab or Sitan gym, Muay Thai, you know, MMA lab and, and Sitan, you know, they have a great team mentality. Um, MMA lab specifically is just a phenomenal team mentality yeah. and accountability. And that's why they have, I mean, I trained in their pro practice. I think Benson, 20, right? 20 guys, you know, signed to either Bellator or the UFC, mm -hmm. you know, in one room and there's yeah. 25 people in there, 20 of them are signed to, yeah promotion so that high level that's john crouch right yeah john crouch yeah, yeah. eddie yeah. Char was there but he was their striking coach he's left i'm not sure who's doing the striking now nice yeah it's it's it, to be a fly on the wall man in those environments to me i'm always i'm always i always had a 
a dream to to walk out. You know, I've never I'm, I promote fights and I've been around combat sports, but I've never actually walked out and been part of it, like an actual fight. Right. And uh, you know, it's it's something like, but you know, I've never put in the goddamn work enough to earn that. So that's the difference, Jake. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe I don't know about that, man. I don't know. I don't know. Someday, who knows? But um, advice. I just you know a couple of last minute questions for you, but you know, advice for little kids. You know, uh, getting into, you know, you talk, you spoke about it, why, you know, being bullied and we've all been bullied, you know, not we've all, but a lot of people, you know, someone I had in the podcast recently said, you know, the a lot of combat sports athletes are the misfits, you know, the people who are too nice in school getting bullied, they wouldn't say anything, you know, and now here are people like you, world champion, you know, athletes. Any advice to kids who are going through kind of rough times right now? I mean, yeah, like advice for kids that have been bullied like obviously you want to avoid violence if you can but if you're being physically picked on like uh, some you have to stand up for yourself for sure there is a time where you have to stand up for yourself but a lot of it is you know get involved in exactly the martial arts you know to help your self-esteem to help your confidence to help you feel like you are able to handle yourself in a situation you know and even that alone you know self-defense goes beyond uh, punching someone in the face or elbowing someone or clenching someone up or choking someone out. Self-defense, you know, can start with your own perception of yourself. If, you know, I if I'm walking around and I'm feeling confident, well, you know, yeah. it will change people's perspective of me and maybe they don't bully me because I'm, you know, they see that guy, oh, maybe he's he's too confident. Well, I want to pick on someone weaker, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. a lot of it is 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 beyond physicality. It's more mentality. Mentality is everything. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and you can fake people out even you, you know fake it till you make it <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I don't know can you fake you can't fake it in a high level muay thai fight though can you no no well no. sometimes you might be hurt and you can't show that you're hurt. yeah on, put on a poker face and, and you fake it for a bit and that check hey i tell my guys all the time like you gotta i remember fighting some of the hardest guys i've fought either japanese or russian and you know why? Because they have zero emotion. Mm. They just look at you with a plain face. It doesn't matter if they're whooping you or they're getting whooped. And if yeah, that's, you hurt that's them, scary. If you hurt them, you don't know. You know, there's sometimes I've been hurt to the body, but you won't see it on my face. And so that person backs off hitting me to the body because they don't know that they've hurt me. As soon as if I'm sparring someone or fighting someone and I see a, you know, a chink in their armor mm -hmm. and I see a little wince, it's over. It's over. It's Going happened, for the kill. It's what happened in my last fight. And I was working his body for a couple rounds. And then a couple times, once I saw that, you know, I saw a wince and I saw a change in body behavior. And he went back instead of forward or whatever. That was it. You know, no, it's just a matter of time from then. And now, is there something that clicks in your head? Like, is like, or is it just like, it's all, at this point, it's just muscle memory that's just instant. Like, you know, you've done these things so many times, but when you, when you saw that, is it like a thing that like the clicks off for you or, or like it's to just, finish? I guess or? it's just instinct. Like you got to have that instinct to mm -hmm. finish a fight and you got to know when you can finish a fight. I mean, as soon as you see a little bit of weakness in someone's body's hurt or whatever, like, I mean, to me, that's just like you've just yeah. you've lost right there like you gotta you gotta hide that emotion man like, mm -hmm. yeah it's it's that's the thing about you see some people like those body shots like a lot of people seem to not be able to hide that yeah it's tough i mean it's a phys physiological reaction to like yeah. if you get the liver like oh it's gonna hurt you do your best to 
make sure you don't look like it hurt because otherwise it really is going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. All right, man. Well, I don't want to hold you up too, too much. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And again, I'm very apologetic for uh, for messing up the time here. No I was 15 minutes late. So he's uh, Jake was very understanding and, and uh, appreciative for doing this. So no again, man, uh, if, if any of your athletes, I'd love to have them on and uh, chat with them and, and kind of get their feedback on how they've been kind of dealing with this whole COVID thing. And if, uh, you know, if you ever want to come back on, we'd love to have you maybe before your fight in February. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. All right. Yeah, well, thanks so much for your time. Chat soon, Jake. All right. Take care, mate. Thanks. There you go. There you have it, folks. Jake Lee Peacock. Very excited to chat with him. Uh, super uh, great, great athlete and a, a very good coach. Someone that comes very highly uh, spoken of from a couple of people that I've spoke to out in the Alberta community. They very speak really highly of him and uh, someone who gives back a lot to his athletes and Kind of leads by example and for for me that's exactly kind of what i love in combat sports and, and high level athletes so that was a great chat super honored to have him on and uh yeah make sure you tune in uh watch this fight in february and also if you're ever in the alberta area get in touch with them or, or reach out to them now uh dunamis martial arts in calgary or uh jake lee peacock on, on social media check them out on youtube tons of highlight videos super exciting fun to watch check it out folks and uh be good to one another be kind uh, not just now because of COVID and it's super important to just be kind all the time. Um, you know, be straight up with people, be nice to people, hold people accountable, uh, like Jake said, and, uh, yeah, be good to one another. Lots of love folks. See you tomorrow.